Today's episode is brought to you by LotsOfPets.com. Lots of Pets is a retail and online pet supply store that stocks on the best and highest quality pet products for dogs, cats, reptiles, birds, and small companion pets. If you love your pets, you'll love to shop at Lots of Pets. Listeners of this podcast enjoy an exclusive 30% off your entire purchase when you use promo code PETSPOD. Lots of pets. Love unconditionally. Hello, everyone. Thank you for showing support to my podcast last year. After taking a month and a half break, we're back with episode four with Culinary Madness 101. He is an assistant chef to Ryan Rodando, celebrity chef. He's a chef consultant from the ground up snacks. And he's also, as a hobby, a luxury guitar vendor. Enjoy episode four. Like you and guitars, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always see you playing. Yeah, bro. I love my guitars. Um, it's a hobby of mine. Uh, it, it, it helps with my anxiety. I have a lot of that. And um, I've been playing since, what, I was 14, I think. And, yeah, almost half my life. Yeah, almost half my life because I'm going to be 30 next year. So, yeah, it's just something that's been with me. But this blew up when I worked with a friend in uh, Claremont, a restaurant. And um, he introduced me to the world of gear. So, like, buying equipment and trying new guitars. I was happy with one guitar for, like, nine years. And then this guy just ruined me. <laughs> and that's why you see me always trading and buying. and Because I'm like, I want to see what else is out there and this and that. And I started trading, buying, trading, and buying, trading, and buying, and selling and whatnot. And little by little, while spending my own money, I just kept getting more and more expensive ones until I finally got what I am now. But, um... It's just like a hobby, but it also helped with my credit a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, because I ended up not spending my own money at all, to be honest. Just a couple of things here and there. I lose money occasionally, and then I get it right back with some other deals. So, it's always like hit or miss. Like cryptocurrency, dude. Honestly, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it works the same. Honestly, it's it's crazy. But, um, yeah, this is my last one, I think, until maybe next year. But, uh We'll see how it goes. So, so what did he teach you uh, about guitars? Just um, trying new ones out, companies, oh, mm-hmm. like equipments, pedals, amplifiers. I was just happy with a little humble setup, just playing. But he's like, dude, you should try these other guitars out. Like, get better at your tone and this and that. And I was just like, all right, cool. Why not? <laughs> and then uh, it just, just I, got, I got addicted. It's a drug, bro. <laughs> it's a drug. <laughs> Is there really a difference for the person that's not a musician? Is it what, sorry? Is there really a difference? For yeah, me, you know, I'm not a musician, right? But it, absolutely. What, what difference have you seen? You know, besides price. Uh, the, the pickups, the way they sound, the way they feel, the type of guitar it is, um, uh, what music it's known to play, the sounds. It's just a entirely different guitar. There's acoustics, there's electrics, there's some that mm-hmm. have more strings, less strings. It's just a whole plethora and a whole world out there of them. So there's different uses. The the reason I got this one is because it's extremely versatile. This last one right here? Yeah. It's like 
ton of like buttons and stuff that you can play around with. So it's like a year to go guitar, basically. That's ex exactly why I got this one. Is that the only one you have right now? I have this, an acoustic up there, and I have another acoustic in the back. That normally it's electric guitars, but right now I just want to have one. How much is it? How much was that one? This one right here? Yeah. This one is almost four thousand dollars. Oh man. Yeah, it's uh has like actual gold hardware. Uh, the black edges here. It actually has gold glitter when you put in the light. Well, not glitter. It's like a metal flex, they call it. It's like super subtle. It's really high end. I love that thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, those are my babies. What, what's the most you spent on a guitar? That one. That's the that one. one. Okay, four thousand. Yeah. And then when you resell them, do they cost more or are you uh, able to sell them for sometimes more? Sometimes they do. Uh, sometimes, like if some people, let me put it this way. Sometimes there's guitars that are rarer than others. They might not be as expensive, but because of the rarity and some people will know the value, they'll trade it with me like that. Like I could easily be like, um, cause this one's pretty rare. Uh, there's only a few hundred made, but I, it's, it just came out this year. If I hold back for two, three years from now, this is gonna go up real quick. So if I, I can easily trade it for something else that's more expensive and then sell their guitar for money, you know what I mean? So if mm -hmm. I were to try and sell this right now, I, I wouldn't lose money because it's still new, but it'd just be a little harder to sell versus trading. So it's just okay. knowing, like cars, you just knowing uh, your brands, knowing what people are looking at at the moment. Because there's newer models every year, older models that are getting rarer. So some guy be like, hey, I have a Gibson Les Paul from 1970, you know, like you want to trade it for it? And I'm like, heck yeah. Like, 10, 15 grand. Yeah, yeah. And people do that because they really want this or, you know, oh, this is so hard to find or, you know, you'd never know. I've gotten deals where I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> All right. You What's the best deal that you've got? Easily a $2,000 profit. Oh, okay it's 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 a lot sometimes it's just ridiculous um but uh it's not that they're being dumb no it's just that they value what they wanted this is what they want you know yeah, they yeah. want that godzilla car you know yeah yeah you know what i mean like the freaking japanese built and what are they called i don't know much about cars but there's a car <laughs> called godzilla i forgot which one but my cousin would be worth to talk about that like people know what that is so it's like the value that's it yeah and I know you mentioned crypto right now. Have you, um, did you buy any? Have you got into crypto or just yeah. to buy, just to buy and see? I tried it once and I'm still losing money. I haven't gotten anything back. So I'm just like, mm, I'll just leave it there. I put a hundred different, a hundred bucks in just on different coins. Yeah. And uh, I got like 16 bucks back. Okay, what have you got in? What, what, what have you bought that made you money out of all the coins? I don't remember, bro. I, <laughs> I just don't care about that stuff. I really yeah, don't. yeah. But yeah, you at least tried it, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I just don't know or really care to put in the time. Because I the a friend of mine introduced me to crypto.com and I was like, I mean, sure. I think it was V Chain I got money off of. Oh, V Chain, okay, okay. I think it's not yeah. even loaded, but um yeah, I just have it there and see what happens. You never know. Bitcoin. No, yeah, yeah. Here. Yeah, I don't call myself an expert either, but I've, you know, I, I made some money from Dogecoin. 
Yeah. And um, Italian classic. So that's why I like, but I'm not saying I'm an expert here either. I just kind of went in at the right time and just made a few bucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, did the pandemic affect your career as a, are you a chef or? Yes. Okay. Full-fledged chef. Um, mm-hmm. I owned restaurants. I worked in different companies and started my own business about three months before the pandemic happened. Okay. I really set my, uh, got business licenses and everything to do my catering and equipment for it. And so I was three months in and then the pandemic happened and I was just like, oh crap, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we yeah. All were. And uh, it's funny because, you know, the first two weeks of the pandemic, everyone was freaking out, um, grabbing all the toilet paper, as we all remember. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't understand what happened. I was just like, you know what? Uh, you guys deal with that. But um Two weeks, I just, I remember people were saying, oh, you know, I'm going to have to start cooking at home. I'm going to buy things. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn how to make that, blah, blah. After those two weeks, people got tired of cooking. Yeah. Real quick. <laughs> I'm telling you. For yeah, people, yeah. I was in the middle of all that. And people were like, hey, what are you cooking? Hey, what are you? I was like, whoa. Like, I don't, this, in two weeks, I'm not even kidding you. Everyone mm-hmm. started hitting me up. And all my other friends are chefs, too, because. They're like, we're done. And I'm like, yeah, it's not so easy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then ever since then, business has been fine. That's what kept me from losing my mind. Because, dude, I cannot imagine just sitting still all year doing nothing. Because I wasn't. I, I can just imagine I would have lost my mind more than I already have. It's just like, it's too much just sitting there. So the business really kept me going. So if anything, strangely, business has been thriving in the pandemic for me. So um, you said three months before the pandemic hits, you started your, you were starting your business as, as mm-hmm. in catering, mm-hmm. right? So what were you catering or what were you doing? Anything the client wants or? Yeah, exactly. Anything the client wants, um, I usually have set menus on my website and um, a couple other things. It's culinarymadness101.com. Yeah. And, um, you know, Latin-inspired foods with uh, Asian fusion, a couple of Salvadorian meets Japanese, Spanish. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But um, it, it was more like, not high-end, but just more uh, upscale food. That's the word, upscale food. Yeah. And at their homes, what I do now... Um, but uh, I realized, you know, during the pandemic, that wasn't going to fly as much because people wanted food every other week or every other day, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not going to be ordering lobster every day, you know, or <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That to downsize the menu, and that's when I started doing more um, comfort food, you know? So, so uh, the pandemic... And like in the second week of March, right? That's when they kind of everything closes down. Mm-hmm. So towards April, that's when you started noticing people that got tired of cooking at home. Towards the end of, towards the beginning of April or? Beginning of April, yeah, something like that. Okay. So from right there, you think of making comfort food and selling it from your house? Mm-hmm. That's where I have my brisket pupusas. I have my fried chicken, fried shrimp. 
I've played around with them many a bit, barbecue sandwiches, Cuban sandwiches, stuff, homey, fattening, bad for you stuff that people needed to like just feel better. Because that's what you want. You know, you want grandma's cooking. When you feel down, you know, you, you, you know what's funny? One thing I noticed, <laughs> um, you know how birria is supposed to be a specialty you only do like once a year or something? Well, because of the pandemic, I was reading about this. People wanted it every day or every other day because it was so uh-huh. comforting to them. Mm-hmm. Like it was something so special. Like this is something my grandma would wake up every once in a while. I want this every day or every other week so you can comfort me. It brought memories. So it, it, it's interesting because now you see it everywhere. Miria quesadilla, Miria ramen, Miria everything. And I'm just like, what happened? And I looked into them like, that's what it is because it's just comforting. Mm-hmm. and so my mentality was people want to feel comforted during this very difficult time and so i figured out making food and i did bring birria on my menu from time to time but i'm not mexican so it's not really my specialty mm-hmm. so, pupusas is more my thing because i am salvadorian and that's what blew up you know so that's your number one item right now yeah easily my smoked brisket pupusas um, it sounds strange to many, but when they try it, they're like, what the heck? Because it, it makes sense. You look at pupusas as something, I mean, you look, okay, you look at the Salvadorian menus here, you see pork, chicharrones, beans, and cheese. Yeah. Um, veggies or cheese and just, you know, just very standard menu that's every all the same. You go to El Salvador, dude? They're making shrimp quesas. I mean, shrimp pupusas. They're making um, ham and cheese. They're making jalapenos, pepperoni. They're, they're just hot pockets over there, bro. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not that special. But in a way, it is. Because it's just something where it's like a blank canvas. And I took advantage of that blank canvas. So... You look at, you think smoked brisket, barbecue smoked brisket, people are like, what? What are you doing? But what I did is I smoked it like you normally would. And then I cook it in the Salvadorian style salsa, just how they do the chicharrones. And so when you take a bite out of that, it tastes Salvadorian, like 100% Salvadorian. You sell this in a salad, it'll be like, dude, this is awesome. Because it doesn't taste like barbecue. It doesn't taste like Lucille's. No, it's like its own thing. It's very Salvadorian. And it, it's that's exactly why a lot of people love them. Like, they, I've had Salvadorian. So I'm like, this is better than home. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> and a lot of people don't even eat pork anymore. Mm-hmm. So beef is, like, that's what brisket is. It's beef, um, beef uh, breast, chest here. So um, it, 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 it attracts a lot of people. And hence, that is my top seller. I think everyone always wants it. Like, I'm actually too tired of making them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give me something new, guys. Come on. <laughs> but hey, that's how it works. <laughs> and uh, how, how long does it take you to make them? Um, oh, bro, it's a three-day process. Yeah. <laughs> Three-day? Three-day process. I smoke for 16 hours, just like you would a regular bris- brisket. I ruin it by, by cooking it in that sauce because technically that's like blasphemy in the barbecue world. Like, what are you doing? 
but um, that's what I do. And so one day I smoke, let it cool off, uh, take it out. The next day I cook it in the sauce for a few more hours, let that cool, then mix in the cheese, make the portions, put it in the fridge. And then the next day, the day of, I make like Rupu says, I get the, the masa, get the, once it's ready, once it's ready, it's the easiest thing. Once it's ready to go, I'm just like, okay, cool. Ball, masa, pupusa, done. Easy. So it's just that process of the meat that takes all the time in the world. Hence why I'm always like, it's limited quantity. Yeah. Because it's just a lot of work. And I do make a lot. And um, when it sells out, I'm like, I just can't make it on the fly. It's just not possible, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how it goes. And uh, and the brisket, how many pounds do you buy? Um, it depends. Sometimes when it's on sale, I'll buy two or three um, briskets, and each of them is about fourteen to sixteen pounds. Mm-hmm. And so I'll smoke that, but they shrink a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, from fourteen, it goes to eight pounds when it's cooked, and it's it's it loses a lot because of the fat and the liquids and whatnot. So I have, if I know I'm going to get a big order the following week, I buy two of them and I just do that. Done deal. So it's like 16 pounds. So it's like 16 pounds. Yeah. Roughly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 16 pounds worth once it's cooked, basically. Yeah. That's what it is. And how many pupusas do you make right there from 15 pounds? Oh man. Easily around 300. Oh, nice, man. That's pretty good. Easily because you yeah. mix in cheese and then the salsa and then, um, other things in there so it's then the pupusam it, it, it it's a lot uh, it sounds like a little bit but really um the portion sizes and when you mix in the masa it's it's a good deal because um and that's how you make my, my money man it, it sounds like uh a lot of work because it is mm-hmm. i make a good profit out of it thankfully you know is it more than a bur- than when you make the burger the pro the profit of a pupusa is it more you get more profit from a pupusa yeah. than a burger. But you know what? It, it's less work. A burger is less work. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a lot less work. So essentially, what's being paid is my work, my hours per se. Yeah, me doing all that because the profit is um, a little higher than the burgers. But I sh- I need to bring those back. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I took yeah. a lot of them for a while. Yeah, but it's it's good that you kind of talk about your um the process that it takes sixteen hours. No, oh, yeah, I have to so people know it's like yeah, yeah, cheap. It's not supposed to be cheap. It's like I had people tell me like that's more expensive than a regular pupus. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is, I'm looking at a lot of Salvadorian places and they're yeah. raising the price. Yeah. Standard pupusas, they're like two, three bucks now. And I'm like, yeah, standard. Standard is like maybe three, three fifty. Yeah, I was like, oh man, but I didn't want to raise my price. I, I don't, I don't want to raise my price. Four bucks is fine a piece because um, I'm still making good profit, and I want to keep the clients that I have. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't need to raise the price until I really do need to. I will, but right now I'm like, no. I'm losing a little money because of that, but I'd rather keep it that way so I can keep clients or even make more, you know? Yeah. Because I feel like that's a, that's still a decent price in my opinion. And how about right now your private venues? How does those work? The ones that you've been busy with and the weekends? 
which I see they're very upskill, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> How'd you get into that, man? Working in upscale. What is that like? Bel Air, Brentwood? Everywhere. Anywhere and everywhere they need me. But recently, okay. recently, has that been like Bel Air or Brentwood? What, what area is that? Uh, I was the last one was in Fullerton. I was in Bel Air last month. Oh, last month. Okay. Yes. And so um, yeah, it's just crazy because I work with a celebrity chef. His name's Ryan Rondino. And oh, okay. he's the one that gets a lot of these clients. I have my own as well. I get in Claremont, Fresno, Temecula, mm-hmm. Newport. But we we work together a lot. So sometimes it's his events, sometimes they're mine. But a lot of the time they're his because he's more into it than I am. Because that's really his like his go-to jobs. So that's where when we get like the really high-end ones, because I'm I don't even know half the time who these people are. Yeah. I know they're important. And that sometimes I'm like, that guy looks familiar. Yeah, whatever. I just keep cutting onions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been times I've run into people I know. Um, like the last one I did with my buddy Matthew Biancaniello, he's a celebrity cocktail chef. We went to, um, where was it? Venice Beach. Dude, this house was ridiculous. Um, they, they had an underground garage they had built themselves for eight cars because Venice parking sucks. So they're just like, I'm just gonna build my own parking lot. I'm like, damn, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're loaded clearly. And um, guess who I met? I don't know if I told you, I met freaking Slash, the guitarist of Guns N' Roses. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and I was like, they told me he was gonna be there. And I was like, okay, cool. But he was actually there and I was like, oh crap, that's Slash, the hair, the hat, everything. I was like, damn. That was really cool. I ended up being able to shake his hand and he like, gives me a firm grip to just like grab my hand firmly. He's like, hey man, I like their cooking. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. So I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never washing my hand ever again. Because <laughs> he's a guitarist, man. I'm like, he's, he's an idol. He's a king, bro. He has his own line of like $15,000 Gibsons. He's, he's up there. So it was just nuts shaking his hand, knowing that he's like a world renowned guitarist. You're, his music's on K Rock right now, most likely, honestly. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, wow. And, but honestly, it's been very rare that I bump into people that I know. I just feel like, okay, I've seen that person on TV. I know they're important, but in my head, I like, get the job done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and that's why he hires me. He's like, yeah, you get the job done, you stay focused. Because He's had situations where people are like freaking out, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's like, dude, we're here to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. It's, it's hard to come by with people that are there to really work and don't mm-hmm. get distracted. I don't care much about celebrities. I'm like, cool, give me my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right up. Said, um, Slash and Rihanna. That was cool. I didn't get Ooh, to cool. talk to Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. Oh, you cook for Rihanna, too. Yeah, I cooked for Rihanna. Here. That was in Bel Air. That was last year. If she was there, um, I believe, oh. yeah. And, but I didn't get to meet her. I just saw her from a glance. I just asked my friend, I'm like, is that who I think it is? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. 
<laughs> I just kept. I'm not gonna go up to her and ask for her autograph. And there's been situations like that, and it's, it's not professional. Yeah. It's like nope, not not gonna nope. Stay focused, get the job done. You know, <laughs> that's the job. Uh, for example, a picture is that professional? Like right there with Slash, how he said, "Oh, you're you know, I love your food." You are, you able to, I... are you able to take a picture with him there or? See, the thing was, I actually asked both Matthew and the um, the, the hostess, like, hey, um, I don't want to ask, like, bluntly, but is it possible to get a picture with him? Can you ask him for me when there's time? If, if you can, it's fine. So I asked beforehand. Yeah. And they said, um, no, I can't because he's he's in the middle. So they're like, that's cool. So I yeah. did ask. But I wasn't gonna be like when like oh you want to take a picture after then they'd be mad because I already asked and they that would yeah. be very professional yeah yeah so or on the spot because he's most likely going to say yes just to yeah. be nice but it would look really bad on my end mm -hmm. uh, so I knew for a fact like I had to ask in advance and they said no um so and it wasn't even him I think he was super nice by the way yeah yeah his girlfriend was like his manager so she's the one that answered for him mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a front in the sense that she's the mean one so he doesn't look bad yeah in reality he's the one telling her to be tell him us that you know what yeah. i mean mm -hmm. so he can always be nice and everything and he doesn't look like a douche yeah but in reality he's just like telling her to like be the front yeah yeah so that, like, when i i caught that i'm like okay I already know what's going on. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, at least you got to meet him and, you know, he told you, hey, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's a good story. <laughs> that, that's my resume right there. I'm like, yeah, my food was good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, for example, that chef, uh, does he post that on his Instagram that he cooks for all these people or, or he likes to be no, private? He, he, he really doesn't. I think that's why people hire him. Oh. He doesn't have any pictures of people at all, and I rarely do either. He has some, but yeah. mostly like hosts or hostesses and people. But when it comes to celebrities, um, we do take pictures from time to time, but he doesn't really post them. And I think it's for the same fact of keeping their privacy. Yeah. You know, so people don't know they're in the area or something. It, I'm sure it gets annoying after a while. Yeah, or maybe, you know, maybe he doesn't want to become maybe a star or something, or? No, he's a celebrity. Ryan Rondino is a celebrity. Okay, he's, okay. He's up there. He's, um, you look him up, he has podcasts, too. He has a website. He works for um, different companies, and he used to, oh, you know what? Fun fact. He used to work for Will Smith as a private home chef oh. for years. Yeah, Will yeah. Smith, and so in his mansion for a long time, and, um, I forgot who else. He's worked for a lot of good, like, awesome people. It's like, wow. And how did you meet him then? How did you meet him? When I was in Malibu, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I was working with my buddy, Matthew Biancanilla, who is another celebrity chef. And he had me there for a couple of months, and we needed another chef. And I think Matthew is the one that introduced me to him. Because they were chatting. No, yeah hold on no i'm sorry i didn't meet him in malibu i met him in venice 
years back, way back actually, I think four years, four or five years ago, there was an event we did with Matthew. It was called the Chef's Sun Garden. So this garden um, is exclusively for chefs. Mm -hmm. Each, there was different sections for different restaurants and chefs. And so what the garden did, they would take care of whatever vegetables they wanted in their section, which was super cool. And we did an event there and he was doing the food in the corner. I remember now using some really interesting stuff. I think it was like a, I think it was like a flatbread of like an avocado, um, an avocado aioli and then strawberries and flowers and crap. And I was like, this is freaking fancy. <laughs> Who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> And I, I met him so chill. You go up to him, hey, what's up, man? I'm like, hey, chef, what's up? Yeah, yeah. And we started chatting. I'm like, what's, what, what are you doing? Like, this is dope. And he's like, hey, man, yeah, I do this for a living, blah, blah. And he gave me his card. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep in touch. This is cool. I would love to work for you sometime. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, that was it. And we just became friends. Yeah, For the yeah. longest time, we were just friends. We would, he would call me, I think, every other week just to say hi. Oh, okay. and vice versa i'm like hey what's up i thought he had a job or something no he just wanted to chat i'm like and that was cool that yeah, was yeah. really cool to have someone in the industry just to chat with mm -hmm. and we still chat like that all the time and um yeah 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 that's how we met and just kept in touch and then once i went to malibu uh, we needed a chef now back to that story we needed a chef because i was research and development there for fermentation and making um, ingredients and whatnot. I wasn't the chef for the food. That was another department. And the chef that we had was crap. <laughs> Absolute garbage. He was a terrible personality. Like his food was good, but he made one of my hostesses cry. And I was so mad because that woman is such a sweet person. And I was like, who makes <laughs> Anna cry? What is wrong with you? I wanted him out of there after that. So I hit up Ryan. I'm like, hey, man, we need a new chef. Um, are you available? And he's like, no, man, I'm not. I have my own job right now, but I really appreciate that. And that stuck with him. That really stuck with him that I offered him a job because um, did you ever hear about the Woolsey fire in Malibu? There was no. a fire. There was a big fire about a okay. few years back. 2019 or 18. It was 18. Those years. But um, that's the reason I stopped working there. The The whole fire up in the hills of Malibu burned a lot of things down. And one of those things was that restaurant. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. That place burned down. Lost my job, clearly. And uh, that's that, that was the end of that. And so when that happened, I had no idea what to do. I was so devastated. I'm like, crap, what do I do? do and um i remember he i was like you know what let me call this guy i gave him a call like hey bro um i know I, I, you heard about the fires and stuff well my place is gone like do you have any jobs anything to get me back on my feet while things are going like, yeah bro i got you of course i got you I'm like you offered me a job of course i'm gonna help you I'm like wow <laughs> so, i'm so <laughs> yeah. happy that i offered him a job because it's like you know even though he didn't accept it it got stuck in his head he's like hey man this guy tried to help me out and yeah course, yeah bro he hooked it up ever since then i've been working with him it's like three years and counting 
I've been working with him and yeah, every once in a while he hits me up. Like this Friday I got an event. Uh where am I gonna go? Crap. I'm going Manhattan Beach. That's where I'm going. Mm. Got a job with him there. And it pays the bills. And yeah, yeah. I have my own stuff, have his, but um that's how I ended up working with him. And that's where I'm at with him now. Do you like that right now? The balance that you have, like you have your own thing and then you go with him? I do. And it's funny you bring that up because I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram where I was telling people, you know, great things are coming next year. Yeah, and then you were doing, like, you were studying and I saw vegetables. Yeah, so, again, God bless this man, Ryan Rondino. He, I told him, like, listen, I love this job. I love what we do. But I need something more stable. But having these on and off jobs all the time, that isn't so great when mm -hmm. i can't really schedule things you know too well yeah. because of that and so i chatted i'm like listen i love what i do but it's getting tiring for me driving everywhere in one week i was in temecula newport and malibu in one week oh man Before, my car is screaming at me <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Money is great. Yeah, yeah. But I can see this in the long run. I'm still young, but I can see this in the long run dream. And it's getting there. And I told him, I need something a little more stable. He's like, all right, man, I'll see what we can do. Not even two days after he hits me up. Hey, so I have a Joffrey and Bel Air. Um, they want me to take care of you. They, they maybe wanted you to start cooking for them in January, three days a week. I'm like, all right, cool. That never went through. Yeah. And then this last week, he's like, hey, so I have a family who's actually very serious about this and they need five days a week. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> in Hollywood. Uh, so I am actually in the middle of signing a contract with them. It's, a, it's just a couple. Yeah. And, but they need a private chef who can do gluten-free, vegan, paleo uh, options for their foods on a weekly basis, which yeah. I do specialize in. I do know a lot about that. Um, and so the money is fantastic. And if it's a signed contract, it's a done deal. So right, I had an interview with them last week. They're yeah. smooth. They didn't flinch about the money. Um, they're, they're owners of a big company. How will leave that up? out out of privacy yeah out of privacy that's good but uh for now because it's not even a shirt it's 90 percent done basically they love me money's not an issue but on the 18th this friday i'm going to go over and cook for them like give them a sample of what i can do yeah yeah which i'm fairly confident is gonna go well so yeah I'm yeah i'm contract and then i'll be set for life hopefully so that's the new course i'm taking i'm just going to be going to west hollywood from now on and working for them and even if that doesn't go through he has another line of jobs for me because he likes he loves being everywhere he loves doing all this and that yeah, 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 yeah. and there's a lot of jobs that they offer him that he just can't do yeah mindful. there's nobody yeah he can't yeah. So it's like, this is perfect. Like, yeah, I'll just send you. So there's a lot of opportunities. This doesn't go through, there's something else. If that doesn't go through, there's something else. But I'm not 
worried at all, you know. So, mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Congrats, man! Early congrats for that. Thank you. It's been a struggle, bro. I have plenty more stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? Didn't start off like that, man. It's been very hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very yeah, right. <laughs> we're we're just talking about the wins, right? The wins. Seriously, man, it's been it's been a rough ride for me, honestly, when it comes to my career. I've been doing this for 10 years and it's barely now showing its fruit. Mm-hmm. Barely now. Only these few years. And so it's like um it's nice, you know. Yeah. Because people think, oh, oh, you have it easy, you have a great job. No, <laughs> it did not start off like that, bro. I was making like what nine bucks an hour when I started <laughs> working three stations at a Japanese restaurant. Uh, no. <laughs> hey, was that right out of school or um, or was it while you were going to school or before you started school? Nine actually, bucks an hour. After school. Oh, which what school did you go to? Cordon Bleu. Oh, okay, right there, Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. So right after that, you went there for nine bucks an hour. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Money won't spend, right? God. Yeah, don't get me started on Cordon Bleu, man. Um, they shut down for a reason. And there's a big old lawsuit for them. I may not even have to pay the school bills, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, uh, I started nine bucks an hour. <laughs> and it was miserable. But I, yeah. I really love cooking and I really love learning. Yeah. Big, thing in that restaurant it was an authentic japanese bistro yakitori place everything was authentic we're talking japanese charcoal imported from the uh, japanese branded soy sauces ingredients everything was just great so even though the pay was bad i learned a lot of authentic japanese food that you don't normally see in the states mm-hmm. that just recently not too long people are starting to get to know but um, we're talking like uh, oyakudan. We're talking about um, special rice bowls and um, yakitori, which is like a Japanese skewers, different types of ingredients. I mean, it's just super, completely different. Now you see that more, but mostly we would used to see teriyaki and sushi, which they did do too, but they had a lot more of a diverse menu that was very interesting, so. Where was that at, that restaurant? Um, it was off of Citrus on the 10th freeway. It was okay. called Oro Izakaya. Yeah, okay, I know what it's And um, yeah, they closed down, unfortunately. They still have one in Monrovia. And I went there, Monrovia. and some of my old co-workers are still there. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know why they closed that one down at all, to be honest, because it's a good place. Like, I still go regularly because the... But I worked there for two years and I would eat for free and I got tired of Japanese food for so long. I didn't eat sushi or Japanese food for a long time. <laughs> That's all I eat. So now that I go back, like now I'm like, oh, this is so good. Cause like, there's nothing else like it. I recommend it. It's in Monrovia, um, off of uh, Colorado and 210, off of Huntington. I don't know. Hold on. Where is it at? It's on Monrovia and um, where Coles is at almost. You know, you know where the Olive Garden and BJ's is at? 
around there in Monrovia by any chance by 210? I know that two t- it might be like 210 and 605 or? Yeah, a little before Santa, Mo- Santa Anita, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. The Santa Anita exit is right before, I forgot the name of the exit, but it's in that yeah. area. I'll send you the info. It's Odo. Odo is a kind I highly recommend. It's a little pricey, but the food is just so good. I, I miss it. I really do. <laughs> oh, I'll check it out. And yeah, absolutely. And yeah. uh, my cousin, Fox, like married a Japanese girl. So from oh, Japan. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, he just came back. And um, yeah, when he comes and visits, I'm going to take him there. Yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> you really should. Yeah. Very I, special spot there. So now let's just say you get that job with, with that couple in mm-hmm. West Hollywood, right? Yes. Um, what's the goal there? Is that the end goal for you? Honestly, yes, because the money is very good. Very, very good. Um, the best I've ever made, if um, I'm going to have to be honest. And um, it's not an easy job. Yeah. It's not. It's absolutely not an easy job. I respect any chef and anyone that does this kind of work because it's one thing to cook for a restaurant, yes, but to have the brain power to make a meal every single day, make it different, and to make sure you're not going to kill that person because they have a lot of uh, allergies and um, and can't and uh, intolerances. Yeah. Um, it's not easy, and I ha- I'm doing studying right. I definitely am. I want to be get creative. There's a lot of things they can't be. Can't even have eggs, so I'm like working on vegan waffles. Sounds simple, just waffles, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm talking about yucca flour, almond flour, using uh, egg substitutes. Thankfully, recently vegan food has gone up in quality by a lot there's a lot of new substitutes there's a new product i'm gonna try called just eggs you can find that in target anywhere for like four bucks little carton of egg substitute and you can use that as the scrambled eggs and for baking everything and it's based off of mung beans and i'm just like and i haven't looked at vegan food for in a minute and i'm looking at all these substitutes and like man they're making my life easy now this is great you know, but you still gotta get creative. You still gotta get creative from time to time. But but it, but it's cool because it's like it would it's like your own business, and then you're serving a client. At the end of the day. And a year back, I wouldn't have wanted to do this job because like, no, I want my freedom. Blah blah. blah. Yeah, yeah. Want to be out and about? Now I'm like, nah, no, 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 no. Just give me a job. Give me the money. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, give me the client, right? And give me the client, power to I'm go. Then, because I want to um, buy a house, you know. I want to have my start my own family. I want to get myself a better car. I got a really bad deal on this car that I have, and uh, just you know, just fix little things here and there in my life with money that is needed. I don't want to buy more of these things. The guitars are bad. <laughs> I mean, if I have the money, sure, but it's not my priority. I really want to straighten my life out a bit you know in a mature aspect you know and if i do have money for other things sure but i really want to prioritize um fixing my life a bit clearing some debt yeah and just um trying to live as comfortably as possible in the system of things that we have right now you know where would you like to uh, buy your house uh, you know have I we thought have... about where oh easy 
Easy, easy. I, I, Alhambra. Okay. Right there, after 10? After 10? Yeah, real simple, real nice, nothing fancy, but it's still nice. Because I was, yeah, raised, yeah. I was raised there. Yeah, I had a special place in my heart. I know people there. It's a little pricey. It's still up there. Mm -hmm. and, but, you know, it's doable. Yeah. And especially if I get this job, it's totally doable. And I think it would be great to go back to where I come from as I came out wrong. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back to my country, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, I would really like to live out there again. I don't want to do anything crazy. Go to Hall I'd work, um, live in Hollywood, live in Santa Monica, live in the by the beaches now. Because if there's one thing I've noticed working out there, then yeah, parking sucks. Yeah. Oh dear <laughs> lord, <laughs> they had to build their own garage. Gosh. I mean, really, and it's <laughs> not just that; it's every nice location. Um, I, literally, all of them have terrible parking. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get it I don't get it but that kills it for me I don't care how nice the how nice the house is I hate that there's no parking because mm -hmm. I want to have people over you know yeah you want to have people over <laughs> I would just make it easy for my family to come in and not worry about a 60 dollar ticket every day time they come here you know <laughs> <laughs> are you still going to make pupusas hmm? are you still going to make pupusas I mean, if I have the time, but I, don't, I just don't think I will. Okay, so you be help. So that's gonna be at your client, right? Your your priority, your client. Yeah, because I'm gonna taking care of them. That makes lunch sense. Lunch and dinner, most of the days, and then sometimes breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Rotation about six to eight hour days, which again sounds like a lot, but it's again it's two people. I'm just cooking for them, but it yes. has, to, has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're paying it for, because no yeah. one else can or wants to do it. <laughs> that's another topic, man, because it's just like, sometimes people can just afford having problems. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> There's some things I'm like, man, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just deal with my heartburn, I guess. <laughs> no, and, and now that you're here, man, I mean, a 10-year journey. What, what would you tell that gentleman that started at nine at nine bucks an hour? Any advice? Because I'm pretty sure there's people out there, right, that maybe, you know, came out of chef school right now. And maybe they're making nine, but maybe they're making 15, 16. It's a good job if you know what you're getting yourself into. If you understand the sacrifice you're going to make and then you understand the field of work you're doing. Because it is extremely difficult to just get past the thresholds of working in a restaurant the mental stress you deal with um physical stress even of working in the kitchen long hours is not for everyone so i tell people mm -hmm. go into a restaurant you know what no go to your favorite breakfast joint a nice homey home mom and pa shop breakfast joint work there see how much see how you, well you can uh -huh. making pancakes waffles bacon you see these menus on the breakfast yeah. menu, they're ridiculous yeah <laughs> you work there 
oh man you will become a god <laughs> like, yeah yeah like, kitchen king you will you can handle anything because those places are nuts but um you work there get your experience and you set you put that on your resume anywhere and be like damn you worked in a breakfast joint like you're nuts <laughs> and so my so a breakfast I, joint that's the key that's the key honestly no you don't you wouldn't expect that right no i didn't expect that no but the thing is um, it's extremely difficult because everyone wants breakfast yeah and you, have you ever been to a empty breakfast joint i'm, ta I'm talking like a mom and pa shop not like denny's i'm talking like yeah i have scratch bro those menus are insane and i would hate to work there <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is the training you would get there man you got to be fast you got to be perfect you can't serve up when have you not had a break a perfect breakfast when your eggs aren't like like well cooked or your breads do not like everything's always perfect and you don't think that because we expect it so much yeah it's automatic right it's automatic. i ask over easy eggs they bring it it's white toast but it's the packets be that consistent it's not and so a huge word of advice is learn how to be consistent so we work mm -hmm. because a lot of people you know those those are uh, housewives that say oh i can make things better than you can sure you can cook the perfect alfredo the perfect whatever recipe your mom's lasagna is like better than any other chef whatever but you're only cooking for 10 people and it's the only menu item you have okay cool make that for 50 people please and then three other things for them to eat in less than an hour go can you handle that can you make that same recipe for them? That's the difference. And the fast too, right? And fast. Huh? And fast within a so uh, like margin of minutes. The, my recipe must be amazing, but you had all the time in the world. You're only cooking for a certain amount of people. So yeah, it's going to be perfect. But can you do that for the rest of the week? For 50 people one day, another 50, another 50, and just keep it consistent. Can you do that? No, they can't, and they won't. Hey, and you're keeping it low, right? 50 people? <laughs> yeah, you're keeping it low. <laughs> I don't feel like keeping it low, bro. <laughs> um, so once you can do that for 50 or 100 people, then talk to me. But honestly, no. Because I've had people like, can I work with you? I, I make a mean lasagna. I'm like, it's not how it works, lady. It works, it not. It's not the worst. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't get me started, man. I've had, oh my God. Mm -hmm. People that underappreciate the hard work people put into. And that's what breaks my heart during the pandemic for all these restaurants that are shutting down. Yeah, yeah. Because they're raising prices and um, it's just going downhill. Restaurants are not doing well. I'm telling you this right now. Restaurants are not doing well. Because people don't want to pay the money. How are they going to survive? I mean, think about it. You, you look at the prices, sure, of the food. Oh, man, that's expensive. I can make it home. Oh, that's expensive. You're paying for them making it for you, the ambience, the location, mm -hmm. the rent for that place, the gas, the water, and then the employees. 
where are they going to get their money if they're only selling $8 chicken sandwiches? It's not possible. So restaurants, I can get away with selling sandwiches for $8 because I'm not paying the rent of the building. I'm not paying, well, I'm paying rent for my house, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. Building, I'm not paying my employees. I'm not paying the waiters. That money is going straight to me and whatever I spend on the food. Yes. I'm going to make good profit for those prices. Hence, why private chefs are just destroying the competition right now for that reason. And restaurants are just suffering right now because I've seen some places just shut down. And I'm just like, man, I used to love going there. It's just really sad to see. <laughs> so every time I go into a restaurant, I really like, and they have really good customer service. The food was great. I always tip very well. I, I tip a lot, actually. People have mm -hmm. scolded me like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I want to see my freaking industry survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> breaks my heart i i i went to vegas i think a few months back with some friends and went to this really nice restaurant the waiter was so awesome magical even like with a, you know making us the drinks and suggesting the food and just starting a conversation i tipped the guy 100 bucks yeah. i was feeling good today yeah, yeah we were having such a good time we had such a perfect meal the food was top-notch it felt too cheap because it was happy hour. Like we got steak with like crab and this and that. And I'm like, dude, you deserve this. And I gave him a hundred. Like, no, like the work he put in, because it's stressful. These jobs are stressful, man. Yeah. They have a <laughs> smile on your face all day. It's yeah. And I like to tell people, like, listen, be nice to your waiters. Yeah. Honestly, and the cooks, because right now it's a pain in the ass to work in a restaurant. And I'm not going back. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> no. I'm done. I'm done. So You already put your work, right? You already put your work. Part of my work, I'm working my way up and not going back down. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can people find you? Okay, so I have my Instagram. It is culinarymadness101. And my website as well is culinarymadness101.com. There, so you can find me uh, and, I mean, send me a message. I'll hit send you my uh, phone numbers and whatnot. If you do want to have a meal, I do specialize in everything that you need. Uh, uh, so, yeah, hit me up. Anything food, <laughs> really.